Hi there, this is Lisa Wilcox listening to Rocktober on Rock Video Rental. Hey everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb and we are continuing on with the Nightmare on Elm Street series and this time we are talking about Freddy's Dead The Final Nightmare. It's from 1991 as directed by Rachel Talale. <laughs> that last name always cracks me up. Talalala. The plot is Dream Haunting Freddy Krueger returns once again to prowl the nightmares of Springwood's last remaining teenager and of a woman whose personal connection to Kruger may mean his doom. Of the cast, we got Shocker here. Robert England as Freddy Krueger. Lisa Zane as Maggie Burroughs. Sean Greenblatt as John Doe. Leslie Dean as Tracy. Ricky Dean Logan as Carlos. Brecken Meyer as Spencer. Yafet Kodo, what are you doing in this movie as Doc? <laughs> and we got Alice Cooper, who goes uncredited as Freddy Krueger's dad. I had to throw that one in there because I always forget that Alice is in this movie. I would have had no idea. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have his makeup on. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, this was one of the movies that in the series that I've probably seen the most, I, I mentioned last time that my dad taped it off TV for me one time. So okay. I got like the super watered down edited version of it, but um, I used so to watch here, that quite a bit. Here's a very important question for me to ask then. Why? 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 Because I was a kid. <laughs> why did he record it for you? And why <laughs> did you watch it so much? You know, he recorded it for me because he knew that I liked um, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. And why did I watch it so much? Because I was like 14. Idiot. No. <laughs> and I had and I had a scary movie on tape and I watched it quite a bit. This is part two. I had part two on a tape as well. Um, so really not the two best in the series. I used to defend this movie, and then when I watched it this time, and I'm like, this is more painful than I remember it being. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it okay. hasn't been good the last two entries, I can tell you that. Yeah, Um. so I'm going to have a real um, brutally honest comment here. Um. So, like, if there are some people who just, like, love this one i'm sorry i don't know what's wrong with you but (laughs) um the i think a good equivalent to explain this with would be like this is essentially the nightmare on elm street equivalent to jason x oh man i don't know about that dude dude come on come on like what i would say it's closer to jason goes to hell (laughs) 
I don't know. I was actually just looking at those grades from uh, from before. And let's see here. Jason X, I gave a one, two, two for it. And you gave it a 0. 0.5. Uh, Jason goes to hell. I gave a 0. 0.5 and you gave a one. So, yeah. I mean, like we're, we're both right there. Um, I don't know. I just, so I, I, I'm just jumping right into it. So they, and, and part of the reason why I think I'm like ready to bash this one down so quickly and so hard is they changed Freddie. And I know that you've talked about this and you've kind of seen it through the movies. They changed Freddie into more of a comedian than a, a scary killer guy. Yeah. Um, He's a clown. And, yeah. And so, but they really like change. And so, in the other movies like Halloween and in Friday the 13th, the killers have no personalities. So there's no changing them. And mm -hmm. so this happening in this one, I feel is one of the most outrageous things that they could do. And like it, it was, it was all for the worse in my opinion. And my yeah. opinion is what matters most. So no. Um, but yeah, I just, while I was watching this, I was just thinking of how if you're a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and this is where you get to. And and so I'm I'm trying to imagine, too, back in 1991, watching this with the title of, you know, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Essentially, they're looking to potentially close the Nightmare on Elm Street series with this. And then them presenting you with this turd <laughs> covered in burnt hair. Yeah, at least when Friday Thirteenth had a final chapter, it was good, <laughs> right? Oh gosh, yeah. Like Freddy's a straight up clown in this. Um, the only thing I had that was even great in this movie is Robert England because he just gives it all again. Mm -hmm. Like he he did a good job. Um, and Maybe what he what he was given wasn't the greatest, but he still did a good job. Exactly. I was just gonna say there were certain parts where I didn't really care for him and what he was doing, but I recognized that it was clearly the writing and not Robert England himself choosing to do it. Yeah, I agree. And then the only thing I had for good was Carlos' death scene. Mm -hmm. Was wasn't too bad, but that was just me being like. I got to try to put lipstick on this pig. <laughs> uh, so I guess things that were bad. Uh, I can't well, stand. What? what, what, oh, what? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say um, things that I had that were bad. I can't stand the John Doe character. He's annoying. And he just looks like a ripoff Ryder Strong. Sean from Boy Meets World. Nice. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. And he just wasn't doing it for me in this movie. Yeah, no, I did not care for his character. Um, I had a note that basically 30 minutes into the movie, basically nothing had happened. Um, yeah. There was the little nightmare opening scene, but that was, was, was that supposed to be scary? Like, right. I don't Where even like Wizard of Oz. Yeah. There wasn't really, I mean, the, the one lady got sucked out of the airplane. 
uh, I guess that was kind of scary. But outside of that, it's just like, okay, this is like normal dreamish kind of stuff. That's you know what it is. It's bad. straight up Roadrunner, dude. <laughs> Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. it's like. Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. No, they're oh man, they're talking about tunes and everything with the video game and uh, so, like, dude, I don't even know what direction to go in on to talk about what was bad. <laughs> okay, the the whole the whole concept of him having a family and a daughter. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, like I didn't know that before. Yeah, like they never mentioned anything previously about him being married, let alone having a kid. I, I mean, I. Well, I, Craig Wasson's character, that jabroni in the third one, who did all the research on Freddy Krueger and found out that he had a mom, Amanda Krueger, like he didn't know that Freddy had a daughter and a wife. Yeah. That never came. Now, I, I understand to a little bit degree of, okay, hey, we're how many movies in? We're running out of things. Like, let's throw something else in there. I get a little bit of that. But also at the same time, it's just like, you got to you gotta be a little realistic here. Because uh, then, too, I was thinking the John Doe thing was going to be kind of a play on the the dream child. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Keith or what was his dumb name? I don't remember. <laughs> and and so I was like, okay, I'm ready. I'm trying to find the plot twists and whatever, but but then it never Jacob. came. Jacob. Jacob was his name. Okay. <laughs> Didn't mean to cut you off, but it just popped in my head. Yeah. And so I thought there was going to be a play on that, but then it winds up being his daughter and like. He has this dark, twisted secret that keeps him, he keeps from his family, and I don't even know. It was oh man, I I feel like our I'm episode's having... going to be as scrambled as this movie was because this movie is very unfocused. Oh, absolutely! Like I was, I was just about to mention that where it's just like there's just so much that I don't even know where to go with the whole concept, and. I felt too that this movie was heavily based on like, hey, you have to know the Nightmare on Elm Street series to understand because all of a sudden everybody's just like talking about it like they all know it and understand it. There's no like yeah. convincing, there's no um drawn out process of like educating people on what's going on. It's just like, oh hey, this is happening. Oh, okay, all right, what do we do about it? And it just well, I mean, if you're coming into this movie, it's the sixth one in the series. Hey, how many well, people my... are gonna how many people are gonna watch the sixth one without watching the first bunch? Hey, my first Friday the 13th movie was Jason X, so just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it was it was mostly uphill from there, so that's true. You only had to take a step back when Jason goes to hell. <laughs> yeah, but it Man, I don't know. Well, then uh, the rules were completely out for this one. Mm -hmm. There was no continuity. They just started throwing in extra things with his wife and his daughter. And um, uh, and then he was able to come out dreams and all this sort of mess up stuff where they 
you you think they throw the rules out before, but this one there's just kind of like there are no rules. Um, and honestly, like it, part of it was making me angry to watch. Where it's just like, just make this its own movie at this point because you're changing so many details. Like, make don't even call the guy Freddy. Make yeah. it a new character and make something new because this is so far off base. Yeah, it really is. If you watch the first one and then watch this, you'd be like, this is the same series. <laughs> right. Also, Freddy looks like crap in this one. Like he looks super shiny. Oh, yeah. And he looks like they uh, discover him Vaseline or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it definitely looked um, more comical than anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just lean heavily into the quote unquote comedy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why I said that. Freddy's just kind of like a full-on cartoon character, and it just—it totally reminded me of Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Well, then um, talking about the rules and everything, and just like how weird it is, it's just like some people will fall asleep and go into Freddy's world or whatever you might want to call it, and they're yeah. still like in the real world. But then, in certain cases, with this one, it's like as soon as you fall asleep, you disappear and you go into Freddy's world. Yeah. Like physically you go into the other world and just you gotta pull him out of the world and he could do it by just bear hugging him. Yeah, but then also like then you get your body back out of the world, but then he can still kill you because you're technically still there. But you have to put 3D glasses on. Oh my gosh. Because the last like ten minutes of this movie's in 3D. Oh gosh! At least Friday the Thirteenth did it early. Mm-hmm. They got that out of the way quick. Well, how about um, um? I was not impressed with really any of the acting uh, outside of uh, Robert England. Yeah, like everybody. Yeah, I had that Lisa Zane sucks. Uh, it was <laughs> she's she's brutal. Yeah, it just there was nothing good it's obvious though that Brackenmeyer was going to be the only one from this to do anything else because at least he had some personality mm-hmm. but oh and then also Yafit Koto he was wasted in this because but like I said in the beginning why is he even in this movie like that guy's so talented <laughs> right and it's obvious that he phoned it in he's like why in the hell am I in Nightmare on Elm Street six <laughs> well honestly like the night before this the nightmare on elm street series wasn't terrible like there were the some decent was pretty bad oh yeah so like it was bad but it's just like i feel like it would still have its reputation yeah but after these two flops in a row it'd be like whoa who the heck even wants to touch this like you well, somebody you, wanted to because there's another one after this no no i know but like in in your right mind who would want yeah. to but besides desperate people so <laughs> oh gosh yeah there's so many goofy things in this tom arnold um the whole <laughs> tom arnold and roseanne yeah that whole um carnival why even have a carnival if there's no kids right that was my question like 
where are all the kids? And like, this carnival's dead. Like, why even have a carnival if you don't have kids around? There was, it should have just been a ghost town. Like, what was the point of any person being there except for, like, for instance, I think one of the best ones is when they went to the schoolhouse and there was that crazy person, like, trying to teach a class. Yes, I was going to say, everybody in the town is just whacked out of their gourds. Yeah, and then all they there's a book and they learn some things and they're just like, oh, sweet, we got another piece of the puzzle. Like, everything makes sense now. We're not going to question anything. We know everything. Exposition, that's all that was for. Oh, my god. Here, let's explain some stuff. Exactly, and it was just, how many times did they do that, though? Enough. (laughs) Too much. (laughs) Oh, man, you love this one. Oh, so much. Like, I, I, I have so many good things to say. So I knew the part that you were really going to love, the um, the video game sequence. Right. So apparently, um, when you smoke weed, you hallucinate like it's LSD. <laughs> I didn't I mean, even think I've, about that. I've never smoked weed in my life, so I don't know how the reaction to that but i know it doesn't make you hallucinate like you're on lsd yeah no that's that was definitely more of an lsd interpretation of a high than um anything else i've seen before yeah and could they pick a more cliche song than inagata de vita well then what about that uh Oh man, I don't even. Uh, should you go through the deaths? Yeah, I think I probably should cover that before we get into more scenes because a lot of the scenes I have are are death sequences. Um, so the one I thought was the best was Carlos. Um, Carlos has a hearing aid, and in typical Freddy fashion, like he exploits that. Um, he takes Carlos's hearing aid and gives it back to him, and it becomes like attached to his head and gives him like super sensitive hearing and freddie like scratches his glove on the a chalkboard and makes carlos's head explode (laughs) anytime there's a head explosion i i always think it's great this one wasn't the best i mean it's not scanners level scanners is amazing (laughs) um and the head explosion and the prowler was awesome but i mean that was tom savini but yeah it's always great to have a head explosion uh, and then there's spencer he gets d- dropped into a pit after he gets pulled into a video game and freddie controls him with the freaking power glove yeah freddie loves the power glove it's so bad <laughs> oh god it was so horrible and the graphics oh even in those in 1991 standards those were bad <laughs> Uh, so John Doe, um, rip off Sean from Boy Meets World. Uh, he gets dropped into a bed of spikes in the most um, Looney Tunes fashion ever. Yes, thank you. He gets way up in the air, falls down, and then Freddy like pushes a bed of spikes under where he's gonna fall, and then he looks at the camera and like exhales really hard. And I'm like, oh, that's that's the coyote there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and then we got Mr. Underwood was killed with a straight razor off screen. Then we got Loretta Kruger, who is Freddie's wife. She was strangled to death. 
Was this strangling? I kind of thought it was more of a head bashing. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because it was really far back. Yeah. I don't know. She didn't really put up much of a fight, though. Um, And then we got Freddy. He was blown up with a pipe bomb in the chest, and that was incredibly lame. Because she's, how do you stab a pipe bomb into someone? It's she's, not sharp on the end. She's Freddy's daughter. She's super strong. She's like, and stabs it in his chest, and then it explodes. And then we get that weird, horrible digital effect of, Eddie, of Freddy like screaming in his mouth opening to another Freddy. And then those little demon things come out and fly around because it had to be in 3D. Oh, yeah. That was absolutely amazing. And, <laughs> it's like and Friday such- 13th part three with the yo-yo <laughs> and it was such a great uh coincidence you know that doc had the story to tell about those demons and it's right. just like oh wow what a coincidence this actually comes <laughs> to play like in the next four hours of our day uh, as soon as you said doc i thought of um back to the future <laughs> christopher lloyd marty marty's uh, alive Freddy's alive, but we got to go back to 1985. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to talk to you about your future. No, uh, I need to talk to you about your future. And that's all the lame deaths in this movie. Pretty much goreless. Yeah, for the most no, part. Yeah, for the most part. Like that, that's the thing, too, where it's just like, I feel like a little bit of a redeeming quality about the last one, uh, even though they were outrageous, but, you know, the deaths were still like horror-esque yeah like scary mess with your thoughts dream nightmare kind of a thing and these were just like comedic yeah and i think the mpaa was really cracking down on slasher movies at this time um started getting late 80s with uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. That one got hacked to pieces. Um, there was that one was pretty gory, but they had to cut out a bunch of stuff. Um, and I think that's what happened with this one too. They were pretty much told to lay off the gore as much as they could. So that's why, like Carlos's head explosion, looked like a bunch of popcorn shot out instead of like brains. <laughs> nice. But I mean, in the dream sequence that it was in, it was somewhat effective and it it worked i guess um another thing i had that was bad was that spencer sitting there playing one of those tiger electronic games and man those things sucked (laughs) he used to have a whole bunch of them as a kid now i look back at him now and i'm like dang these sucked i should have just saved my money and bought a game boy (laughs) Mm -hmm. well dude like like so, oh man, I I don't know. I could still keep going on ranting about different things that just don't add up and were just poorly executed in this. There's a lot of weird things in this. Like, uh, when, dude, I can't even remember her name. Maggie? Yeah. Yeah, Maggie. I was going to say Lisa Zane. She's the actress. But when she's like sitting at her desk and then she like figures something out and she gets up to, j- to run off. Why does she clear her desk? Did you notice that? She gets her arm and like swipes all the papers and stuff off her desk and then takes off running. No, I didn't notice that. I'm like, why in the hell would you do that? 
it just didn't make any sense the director's prep it's like be dramatic like this is a really dramatic thing and she's like ah, pushes the stuff on the floor and runs off she's like okay that's a choice <laughs> ah. uh, oh johnny depp has a puts in i said puts in the best performance outside of robert england it's a cameo that lasts off seven seconds <laughs> yeah i bet he just was just like why did i even do this this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, it looks like a bunch of eggs in a frying pan to me. <laughs> oh god. Um, and then I had that the the wish.com version of Ryder Strong has his mouth open more than Corey Hain. <laughs> and that's really saying something. <laughs> Every time they show John Doe, his mouth's open. Freaking mouth breather. Oh man. Yeah. The acting is definitely not a positive in this movie. No, yeah, I mean, like, e- even the way that's shot and the mood, the the soundtrack didn't do anything to help this. Like, all of it made it feel like it was something completely different. The, I mean, honestly, the only thing that held it together was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, if they had just put in like, let's say they put it, they, for whatever reason, made Freddie not burned, like made him just a normal human being. That was like going around doing all this. Like, yeah. Honestly, I don't think it would have hurt anything because it would just be like, okay, it's bad enough. Like that doesn't really, <laughs> it's, it's not making it any worse. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. It just, uh, so Freddy the clown so bad yeah they should have just made him a clown and painted his face and called it a day <laughs> oh gosh uh, so other scenes there's a scene where john doe gets picked up and brought to like the institute that maggie's working at and they're asking him questions and she's like where are you from and he's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wow that escalated really quickly <laughs> yeah uh, and then there's the seed, you know, you talked about how characters will fall asleep and they'll still be in their world. And Carlos falls asleep in the van and he's unfolding the map and it keeps unfolding and unfolding and unfolding. Oh, yeah. And that was really stupid. I'm like, ooh, scary. Oh, no, paper. So much paper. And then they redid the whole driving around in continuous loop yeah, from the that... last movie. Oh, yeah. From part four, I mean, not part five. You're right. I kind of forgot about that. Move over. I'm driving. <laughs> that part. Well, and uh, then they uh, they totally, in both scenarios, never explained how they got out of the loop. Right. This one, they just, Maggie shows up and they're like, okay, let's leave. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's like, you can't leave people behind, I guess. Uh, and then the scene while Spencer's getting harassed by Freddy. And they're trying to find him. And then Carlos is looking around. And then Spencer comes flying through the window. And he's like, I found Spencer. <laughs> that part kind of made me laugh. Yeah. That was a little funny. I felt like the... <laughs> I think the only thing that I had down is anything... Favorable. <laughs> favorable. Yeah, favorable with this movie outside of Robert England was... um the quote where 
Freddie, and I can't remember the exact context. He was with his daughter, I think. Oh, yeah, because uh, it was towards the end, and he was trying to get her to help him to start, I don't know, tormenting people, getting in people's dreams again or whatnot. And his simple comment of every town has an Elm Street. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, I, I get that. That That's probably one of the few things in this movie that actually makes sense and has any validity behind it. So, yeah. It's one of those, it's not the greatest, but compared to everything else in this movie, it works. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like if you were giving awards away for, for this movie for anything, I would maybe say it would be that that quote right there. Yeah. Where it's just like the most amazing thing of this movie was a halfway decent quote. <laughs> uh, some of the backstory they showed with Freddy, like it was pretty much pointless. We didn't need to know all this stuff about Freddy. And that's why I think Halloween handled Michael Myers the best, at least like in the first one. Because he didn't know anything about him, really. He killed mm-hmm. his sister. Seemed like an everyday normal kid, and then he just snapped one night. And then from then on, he was just nuts. Yeah. And it was nice to know that he didn't have any motive. He just It's scarier to know that he didn't have any kind of motive. Where this one, they gave um, Freddie like this big backstory they show him as a kid and he's like he kills a hamster at school and all the kids like make fun of him and all that and then they show him like as a teenager and his dad played by alice cooper beats him and just yeah a little too much and it was too heavy-handed like okay could we be more cliche yeah right um yeah, I'm not sure they really needed much of that. No, not at all. They they didn't need much of anything in this movie. Yeah, but we what we do need more of is trivia and facts. You want me to dive in? I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. So it's the first film in the series to not contain the little girls jumping rope and singing. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay. So according to Alice Cooper in the Never Sleep Again um documentary uh, he stated that he gets asked to be in horror films all the time but they always want him to wear his makeup and use his on stage persona uh, he agreed to be in this movie um, not only because he was a fan of the series but he also got to play a character as Freddy's father as himself without his usual um, Alice Cooper look mm. uh, so Peter Jackson um, probably most known for Lord of the Rings, was originally hired to write the screenplay for this movie. What? He wrote a draft, but it was not used. Uh, his original that. screenplay for Freddy's Dead saw Freddy aging and growing weak within the dream world. Uh, the teens of Springwood would have drug-fueled slumber parties for kicks and enter the dream world just to beat him up. What? Yeah, so that would have been interesting. And then I think I heard about this before, and I think like Freddy finds a way to like gain strength and then like get back at like the kids that are causing issues. I don't know, it would have been more interesting than this. That does sound a lot more interesting. Sounds uh, kind of messed up and really like bizarre, but definitely intrigues me a lot more than this. Well, it was Peter Jackson, too, so I'm sure it's pretty decent. 
<laughs> uh, so John Doe was supposed to be Jacob from the previous movie. I was made vague when they couldn't secure the return of Lisa Wilcox. Um, in earlier versions of the script, Freddie absorbed the entire town of Springwood into the dream world before moving on to the next town with the dream police chasing after him. That is the, stupid. The dream police? Yeah, they live inside of my head. <laughs> they come oh. to me in my bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. So it's when it was released to home video, the 3D sequence was shown in standard format, excluding the UK rental version. However, the Laserdisc version, which I have, has the full 3D sequence along with a regular version. Um there are two pairs of 3D glasses that were included with the disc. For some reason, mine has three, and I'm not sure why. Oh, nice. Um, the glasses were similar to the ones that were given out in the theaters, minus the advertisements, adhesives, and taglines. Uh, they were also printed on a thinner cardstock, which is the only way to view the 3D sequence prior to the DVD release in the U.S. Hmm. Uh, so Lisa Zane is actually... Actor Billy Zane's sister. You know, I was wondering when I saw that name. Yeah, and we know where all the talent went in that family. <laughs> uh, so when John and Maggie check out the Springwood, um, check check out the. This is worded really weird. Check out Springwood after learning that um, Kruger had a child that was removed from his custody and placed there. Uh, the woman who runs the orphan orphanage recognizes Maggie, foreshadowing the revelation that she is Freddie's daughter, Catherine. Yeah, because that was such a great idea. Right. That's <laughs> uh, the only film where Freddy Krueger doesn't kill someone with his glove. My lord, how did they do that? What? Oh, it's probably because of the stupid regulations. Probably. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, no, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so a rare after-the-fact example. When the movie was in U.S. theaters in 1991, it ran at 100 minutes, featuring many character moments and introductions. Um, Maggie's foster mother d doesn't just randomly show up near the end of the movie. Uh, however, for... Whatever reason, New Line decided to cut the movie down to 88 minutes for all home video releases, which unfortunately is all that has ever been available to this day. The German version of the movie, while cut down from 100 minutes, um, also features many of the scenes removed from the home video version. Huh. So this movie was longer at one point. Sounds so exciting. Right? Can't wait to watch that. Uh, Robert England said that his favorite kill in any of the Night Round Elm Street films is Carlos's death. Hmm. Which, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. And the last thing I got is this movie cost $11 million and it made a 34.8 in the box office. Wow. My guess is most of it was opening weekend. It's like, oh, it's going to be the last one. Better go see it. And they made like a huge deal of it, like the marketing for it, where they, the opening day, they um, christened like Freddy Krueger Day and like had um, 
all this big promotional stuff to go with it. But plus, it was in 3D, so in 1991, added gimmick there. So grades, uh, uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, IMDb, don't let me down. Um, two point nine. A four point seven. What? Two two point nine. <laughs> oh man, yeah, four point seven, dude. You know what was a two point nine? What? Cool as ice. Ah oh, man. So they're saying that this is better than cool as ice. I call BS. <laughs> Somebody... I don't know. I think I like this better than Cool as Ice. Uh... But I have more of a history with this movie, so. Yeah, but the... Cool as Ice makes more a, a thousand times more sense. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Ron Tomato Critic. Um, 25%. It is 22. Okay, I was a little bit closer with that. Audience, I have a weird feeling that they like had a better response to it. So twenty nine percent, thirty two. Okay. So just in comparison, this movie has a four point seven. Oscar has a six point five. Rightfully so, <laughs> dude. Os- Oscar should have been nominated for an Oscar compared to this movie. Oh. Oh my gosh. Like it's okay, seriously. Sylvester Sloan's acting was better than anything outside of Robert England in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's I'm just easy. Try- I was I was trying to scan through the characters of like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, you could maybe say Doc did okay, but as you even said, he like phoned it in eventually, and he was just oh, like, "Oh, for yeah, sure!" Let's... Like he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, Fakoto's like, what am I doing in this movie?" <laughs> much, much like when we um covered the Bad News Bears go to Japan. Oh my! <laughs> and Tony gosh. Curtis is probably like, "What the hell am I doing in this movie?" <laughs> my daughter's having a better time than I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Yafet Koto, known for movies um, like Alien, (laughs) (laughs) many, many TV shows, many, many movies, um, and and a director as well, was in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. (laughs) The Running Man is in that. Oh, yeah. But yes, um, our grades. I, I already kind of know what your grade is, so I guess I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I have a history with this movie, so I guess my grade will be a little skewed. I know that it's bad, and watching it this time, I didn't enjoy it as much as I have before. Um, did you notice the song at the end was was by the Goo Goo Dolls? Doesn't mm. sound like the Goo Goo Dolls, does it? No, <laughs> it I don't think. Pretty I grungy. That. I didn't even know that was them, and I watched this with my wife like a couple of years ago, and she knew. Okay. She's like, "Oh, dang, that's an old Goo Goo Dolls song," and I'm like, "I did not know that." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. This time I didn't enjoy it as much, and I was just like, "Man, I want this to be done with." 
like what the heck did they do to freddy he's a freaking clown and i think maybe just from like watching them one after another i got that this time but i ended up giving it a 1.5 and that 0.5 i'm giving it is just for nostalgic purposes <laughs> oh come on i know that it's not good it's it's not a good movie it's probably in the worst in the series boo this man boo what, what did i give part six or part five i mean because i don't like a that two. one either a two okay yeah i would say that's pretty fair then all right well i um i just had a realization that the title of the movie is essentially what they were trying to do to Freddy Krueger's career is they were trying to kill it. Yeah. Because that's how bad this was. And they were just trying to bury it underneath. Also, it's being... not called a nightmare on Elm street. True. Um, But Freddy was in it and they were trying to kill Freddy and his career by piling <laughs> on mounds and mounds of poop. dog feces <laughs> dog feces and then burning it um yeah so this uh non-press did not like and okay so if i just watched this movie i probably would not be giving it such a low score um i definitely wouldn't go very high at all but i'm just saying like Part of the reason why this is coming down so hard is because it is sticking out so bad from the other ones. Yeah. I mean, time and time again, what we talked about was just like bad acting. The rules don't apply. Freddie is a clown. Freddie doesn't even look right. The kills were totally lame. I mean, the list goes on and on for things that were not done well and things that stick out compared to the original series. And so because it is part of a series and is so off base, I just cannot give it a good grade. I I cannot. And so I am like tanking this down all the way to 0.5. For me, okay. Uh, I, I, you could, you could maybe talk me into giving it a one, but outside of just str- like straight up taking Freddie out of it, or maybe not, um, like making him burnt and all that stuff, and like completely gutting it from any and all existence of Freddie, I don't really see how much more you could dig this into the ground really yeah um like he at least I, called maggie a bitch yeah right he used his tagline yeah um yeah I, I honestly like stopping to think about it for a second nothing comes to mind where it's just like yeah they could have done that and i guess technically that would have been worse so and, and that's honestly pretty difficult to do where you can't yeah. think of something that you could add to this movie that would make it worse so uh yeah i i went with a 0.5 then so well rock um i could tell you that the next one's better than this i'll take it (laughs) the next one's kind of a an interesting 
entry in the series. Um, Wes Craven does come back for it because it is Wes Craven's new nightmare. Um, like I said, it's usually one of people's favorites in the series and tries a bunch of different things. Um, the setup is a lot different than a typical Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And it really kind of foreshadows what would become popular when he makes Scream. Okay. So it's kind of like a predecessor for that. Um, and I, I don't know if you've ever seen Scream before. No, actually, I've never seen any of those. All right. But if you have seen it, <laughs> would have seen it, uh, you would see some of the similarities in that. But uh, yeah, I mean, at least anything could be better than the last two we watched in the series. But then I remember that we got the remake still coming. So. <laughs> Keep waiting for that one. Oh gosh, if you guys are liking the show, please like, subscribe, and share. We are on social media, uh, pretty much everywhere. Just search for Rock Video Rental, you'll find us. Um, check out our YouTube. We've got odds and ends of stuff on there. I've been put putting a whole bunch of old commercials on there lately, so check those out. Those are kind of fun. Um. Yeah, leave us a review. If you leave us a review, I'll mention it on the show. I, I say that all the time, and I, I probably haven't checked in a while, so I don't know if there's any, but yeah, do it, and I'll check. <laughs> but uh, come by next time. We're going to be talking about Wes Craven's New Nightmare, an interesting entry in the series. But until then, as always, be kind and rewind.